This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Welcome to the Thacker Slate podcast. Today we have a guest, uh, Jose, our court officer, who is going to talk to us about what we see cropping up a lot in parenting time and custody cases, and that's addiction problems and how they are monitored. We're going to talk a little little bit about um, uh, Soberlink. We're going to talk about the PETH test. We're going to talk about uh, SCRAM, which has been around for a while, which is always a nice thing to go around your ankle. Uh, to monitor you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about cannabis uh, now that it's legal and how we see uh, that impacting uh, parenting time and uh, custody issues. And I think Allison uh, broached me with a question a couple weeks ago and said, what do you think the particular judge on the bench would do with uh, allowing parents to use marijuana, even if it's for legal uh, legal, uh, medical purposes during parenting time? And that's an area that we just don't know a lot about yet, but we're going to talk about that. But um, Jose's here with us, and we're going to talk about some uh, ways that the process works. And um, uh, Allison is, of course, going to try to get around everything. So, Yeah, that guy always do, right? So, Jose, why don't you tell us about the equipment that you use, what it does, and what kind of notification we can get from it? Well, we have um, several um, pieces of equipment. One is a Soberlink, which is a portable PBT with a fisheye camera. Uh, it's similar to what you would have out, out in, the, in the field with a police officer uh, roadside where they have you take the test. Obviously, uh, similar thing, it's detecting whatever's in your lungs as far as alcohol, if, you're, if you've consumed anything. So in that one, if I stick a penny under my tongue, will that uh, trip up the test? I'm not aware of that, but it'll detect <laughs> the fact that you have potentially something in your mouth. It's no different than following the rules of no eating, drinking, or smoking 20 minutes prior to your test. Um, because what you don't want is a false positive. No, I definitely don't want that. <laughs> yeah, and we don't want false positives for our clients. I mean, we have seen some of those occur or even a false positive on Soberlink, and then you have to retest immediately, right, to make yeah. sure that you're complying. It'll be 15 minutes. It'll lock you out and remind you, you have to test in 15 minutes. If you choose not to, it will be treated that uh, the same way that uh, it's a positive test if you don't retest. And how much does that cost? Uh, it, on uh, average. The um, for a, it's 4550 per week. So I think it's I think it breaks down to 650 or 6 6 something and change per day. And the testing schedule is typically set up on what the preference is whether it's 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. Or whatever length of time. Uh, most, the average is three times a day. Uh, the the pro, we get a lot of referrals from the from the court, the probation department, and that right there, um, they can call at any time to the to the person who's on the device and say, hey, I want you to submit a sample for me right now because that device is supposed to be carried with you twenty four seven. Okay, and if I'm carrying the device with me, and let's say I I have a cocktail, I can just have Connie go ahead and and do my PBT, right? You can, but there's a fisheye camera on it as well, which will they will see the photo and know that it's not you, and your photo will be immediately declined. You will immediately, as soon as it's seen, you'll probably get a phone call. Say, "Hey, what are you doing? Why do you have somebody else using your device?" 
all right, but now we're in masks every day, so I just wear my mask when I'm doing the PBT and I'm covered, right? Nope. No, nothing Nothing can be She's worn to- trying dis- to get around it. <laughs> of course, of course. Nothing can be worn to distort your appearance. Sunglasses, hood, hoods, hats, or masks. Okay. And what about, uh, so this is a sober link, this is the PBT, this is blowing into a device. What are the other options? The other options are what we call a scram cam, which is a 24-7 monitoring device that's on your ankle. And um, it's about the size, just shy of a pack of cigarettes. Um, but other than that, it's direct skin contact. It takes a skin, what we call a skin read every 24 to every 24 seven. So it's going to be every 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. And on the skin read, I can probably just put a piece of lunch meat in between my skin and the device and it's going to work, right? You can, but it's going to detect that there's a, um, a disturbance there. Okay, this is a pretty smart device. What about uh, jumping in a hot tub with that device? Uh, we always recommend that that is not allowed because it is water resistant, not waterproof. And if you submerge it, you're going to be held accountable for any damages and it'll detect the fact that you have done something. Okay, and then who's getting the notifications? Can you set them up so that only certain people get them? How does that work? That is correct. It automatically goes to the monitoring company uh, who... Who owns the device or is leasing the de- the device, as well as whether if it's in the, uh, probation officers, um, attorneys, uh, and family law, you'll get sometimes you'll have both um, both sides that are wanting notifications on the device if there is a um, uh, a violation. And does the notification come pretty much in real time? It is. Okay, so if there is a violation during parenting time, the other parent can be rest assured that they will get that email if they're on the email list in relatively real time. Correct. Which um, do you see more of, the sober link or the scram? Um, quite frankly, um, the scram itself holds you a little bit more accountable because it's on you 24-7. Unlike the sober link, I mean, it's still a reliable device, but... If I chose to say, you know what, I'm not going to take the test right now. I'm just going to skip it. You can do that because you know you're not you're being still being held accountable, but it's about you following through with what you're being asked to do. Unlike the device on your ankle, you don't have a choice. It's on you. Have there been any problems with hand sanitizer and coronavirus and people blaming a false positive or a real positive on too much hand sanitizer? Um, the rule of thumb is we're not. We can still use it as long as you're not bathing in it, as long as you don't use it around the device. So in other words, if it's on your ankle, don't put hand sanitizer on your ankle. Okay. It's not intended for that. It's intended just to sanitize your hands. And do you find, I guess I'm wondering if because of these devices, more people are compliant or it really doesn't matter or does it just depend on the person in the case? It does. It will depend on the person on the case and how, how, what they want to do for themselves. I mean, you have people that will self-enroll because this holds them accountable to themselves and want they want to stop drinking. Okay. And are they ever nervous that they'll get off the device? And does it provide kind of a safety blanket for some people? I would agree with you there because we've had people that uh, will intentionally violate to stay on the device because it holds them accountable. Wow. Okay. What do you think about this um, path test that's kind of new to us? I mean, I know that some of the people in Ottawa County are using it, but I don't think the court system's using much of it um, now. But I know it's a it's a blood test for alcohol, and it seems to be able to go back about four weeks and detect 
whether or not you've had any alcohol and it's not affected by medication and it's something that we, we're just learning a little bit about and starting to use in some of our cases. Have you had any familiarity with that at all? This is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, so not, it, but I, it's it's coming out there and, I'm, and we're getting more and more of it where you just go down to the lab and you have your blood drawn and it'll tell you, you know, how much alcohol you've had. Um, but, you know, the addictions that are going on and we're seeing an uptick, I think, in addictions and alcohol use and marijuana use with COVID. I mean, I think people have been so stressed out over, you know, uh, what's going to happen um, physically to them and financially to them. So, you know, when the restaurants all closed, I think they saw a huge increase of alcohol from um, from food stores. I will say that there was a lot of relapses for sure. And, and whether it's alcohol or a pres- prescription drug or the recreational, there was a massive rel- relapse in, in so many different areas for sure. Yeah. And to be clear though, the devices that you have only test for alcohol, right? So you can't tell on prescription medications or cannabis or those types of things. That is correct. It would have to be either a blood draw or a drop or what we call a drop urine, urine test. Yeah, you'd think that at some point something like that's going to come out. I mean, I wonder what police officers do when they pull people over and they think that they're high on marijuana. I mean, how do you how do you test for that? I mean, I don't I don't know. Well, um, there is a what we call the um, eye test, um, where you you know you have your eye follow the the stick or the, the pencil. Nice stigma. The stigma. The eye stigma. Yep. The eye stigma test. I just learned about that the other day. Hmm. Interesting. So with uh, with the PBT, let's say you get a false positive. I usually recommend to my clients if they can, if there's a positive read to quickly go to a police station to get a backup read, would you agree with that? That is an option, but it, you're going to have to have the, the department agree to do it for you as well. Yeah, so call ahead. Sometimes they'll do them for $5, but it's always a good fail-safe. If, if you think you've gotten a false positive, that you could go there and figure out uh, getting another one so that you can at least have two to compare to. Either that or just wait your 15 minutes and submit your breast sample and see what it comes back at. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Have you... Um uh, heard anything about what's going to happen or what maybe some of the court systems or probation officers or whatever are talking about and how are we going to have and see impacts of cannabis use during parenting time? I mean, you know, I, I don't even know personally how some of the judges are even going to come down on some of that. But now we get a lot of that. Well, it's legal, so I can continue to do it just like alcohol is legal and I can continue to do it. And it's going to be so hard for us to prove you know, their consumption of it and how much actually they're really doing. Well, I will tell you that what, uh, for recreational, recreational uses, the big thing right now are gummies. Yeah. Gummies are the thing right now. That's what I'm hearing on the street. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be tough, I think, in the, in the family law world. But I think anything that you do, whether it's uh, cannabis or alcohol, if it impacts your ability to parent and your ability to provide a safe environment for your child, you're going to have... Uh, problems with the family law court or even the abuse and neglect court. So I think that it's something that parents really need to be cognizant of. Is there any way to get around the the sober link? I mean, if I wait how many hours to take my test, I mean, um, how long do you have to really wait to get all the alcohol out of your system? Do you know if you take the sober link? I guess you really can't do that on the scram because it's detecting your perspiration and it's attached to your body. But I would imagine with sober link, you could probably just, you know, have some alcohol the night before, get up in the morning and take your test and 
probably be okay. Look at us lawyers trying to find some loophole to your <laughs> <Yeah>. program. <laughs> it all depends on how everybody's body is different on how it breaks alcohol down. Right. I mean, you have somebody that, you know, can have a couple cocktails and not, and not feel a thing, and you have somebody that will have a couple and they're hit. Right. You know, so everybody everybody's body processes alcohol differently. So as far as, you know, your test is at 9 a.m., your last test was at 10, you decide to go have a few, it's hard to say. I mean, the best thing I can do is try it out one, once for yourself. I'm more than happy to activate a device as, as a test run, and you, you tell me what you think. I don't think we'd want the results of that one. That would be an interesting test. It yeah. would be. <laughs> well, and I think the main, the main point is when you're under the microscope and if you have court involvement, be it criminal or family law or whatever your case may be, or you in, have an, uh, a hunch that you will be involved in something like that, you really just have to stay sober. Uh, it really comes down to how much does this case mean to you? How much does what's on the line mean to you? And uh, this is a great way to prove up that case if you are being accused of something that may not be accurate about you. Yeah, and if um, you're having difficulties not being able to abstain from the alcohol, then you might need uh, other more significant treatment for sure. So, well, we just wanted to thank you for coming today. That information is uh, very helpful, and I'm sure our clients will find it interesting as well, too. So uh, if you're out there and you're having uh, issues uh, with alcohol or drug abuse or whatever uh, addictions are involved in your custody or parenting time cases, please uh, give us a call. We'll be uh, more than happy to help you with those as we do have an expertise in that area here at Thacker Slate. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 